When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, movie trivia schmodown fans? Welcome to the only show that matters five years later. Still, welcome to the Schmodown Rundown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my God, you're my dream boat, for sure. You're a swagger, Brad. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. So many and drops. I, I look, man. Oh, Brad, And I am joined, as always, most of the time, well, pretty much always, always, by Frank Jeff. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Mm. And what else? What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There's my sound drop. <laughs> No, and we're also joined by the pod father himself, the man who made this all possible, the FCL competitor, the winner of the second ever wrestling trivia exhibition showdown. He is the man, the myth, the legend. He is Sir Aaron Turner. Oh, mamacita. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. Chris Clark. Thanks, thanks for having me back, guys. Um, may have to change the moniker from the Titan to the Man to now the Legend Killer. We'll see. We'll go. We'll, just- <laughs> we'll see in about an hour, right? We'll find out for sure in about an hour. Um, you know what? Before we start, tell me if this has ever happened to y'all. So I poured myself a glass of tea mm-hmm. right before we start. Arizona variety, you know, green tea, right? Uh, really like it. But let me ask you this: if, if this ever happens to you, like in the movie, before this show started. I drank all the tea, oh. right? Like I drank it all, so it's empty. But I meant to have it for my enjoyment during the show itself, right? Has this ever happened to you when you go to the movie theater? You get the Coke, you get the Icy, you get the condom, you know, whatever you want, like the uh, the uh, oh, yeah. hot dogs or, or whatever. And yep. you want to enjoy it throughout the course of the movie, but you completely run through it during the previews. 100% of the time. <sighs> yeah, Absolutely. And not and not only that, like when I'm very cautious when I'm in a movie theater because like I don't want to have too much ice because if I'm rattling ice around in my cup, like trying to get to the bottom, like I'm bothering people. Like if you crunch when the movie's silent, when the popcorn, you're exactly you're being annoying. And it's just like, I hate all of that. Yeah, no, that sucks. I will say I saw Shang-Chi about a week ago or two weeks ago, perhaps proper pronunciation. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. See? 
See, I didn't say yeah. Shang. <laughs> I said Shang-Chi. And um, I will say this. Cinemark has stepped up their game because mm-hmm. they now offer a Sprite Icy. Whoa. Uh, okay, interesting. Yes. Nice. Right, so normally go, I go for the Coke and Cherry, right? Gotcha. You know, Coke and Cherry ice, Icy. But this time they did the full-on Sprite Icy. I think I took a picture of it to memorialize such a mo- – Oh, I did. A monumentous occasion. <laughs> Check this out. Wow. That's that. legit. Tell me, that doesn't, tell me that doesn't look good. I'd is, that like, is that like Raspberry Sprite? It's it's Sprite and Cherry Icy. Oh, like interesting. Got, got, okay. got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I really went ahead and took my, you know, game to the next level with that one. I, or they took their the game. Movies. can't say I've been to the movies in a while. <laughs> so. When was the last time you went? What did we see? Um, God, I don't even remember. So it Honestly. hasn't been this year. Is it's kind of um, what you're saying? No, it was. I, I went to. No, I'm sorry. I went to see a Quiet Place Part Two. That's the last okay. thing I saw. All right. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. when like everything kind of started to open up around me, and I was like, "Oh, I'll go see a movie." True. And that's. Nope. Wait, I lied. After that, my wife and I went to see In the Heights, and yeah. that's the last one we saw. Great. Still, Still haven't that. seen it. Still it's good. Seen it. It's really good. It's really I hear good. be look. I love musicals, so I hear this is like right up my my alley. This one, um, more so than what is it? I, Evan, I love you, Dear Evan, Evan Hansen. Dear Evan, Dear Evan Hansen. Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's well, a big stinker. You can, yeah, I guess you can skip that one. It has good songs. Yeah. That's what Does I hear. It? That's what I hear. Alex Marzonia, actually, who, Aaron, you're familiar with, right? Uh, Alex Marzonia. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Man, I did go there already. Jeez. Damn. Um, Alex Marzonia did put out a cover of uh, one of the songs. I forget something. Th- Looking Through a Window, is it called? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, though. Really good. It seems like the most depressing musical ever. It's very sad. Yes, it's very sad. But um, Ben Platt is so good in in not only in that, but like everything that he does. Did you see what is that politi- the politician on Netflix? He's so good in that show. Mm, I haven't seen it. Haven't He's great. It. He's really great. Haven't just seen for it. everyone wondering out there, we're not talking about Schmodown this week. We're just all <laughs> we're just all over the place. So if you're tuning in, um, be prepared to not hear anything about Star Wars match or the singles match? No, that's we're, just, that's no we're going to talk we, about okay, it. I, for two minutes, get, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get <laughs> that. We do have our first of the night. Super chat. Now, what do you think about that, Aaron? Um, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. It's, it's, it's really come along from my uh, mixing, my mixer oh my board gosh, from back yeah. in the day. Yeah, we're gonna talk about all of that. Tim Sim with five, almost five dollars, four ninety nine. Like he really what couldn't chip in, you know. He <laughs> couldn't chip in the extra it? penny to make Grab it, it up, like Tim. <laughs> to make it like an even five. Happy fifth anniversary. Just wondering what y'all, what y'all do you think will Roca announce on his live stream tonight regarding his time in the Schmodown? Well, uh, Frank, I you know, this seems to be a year of. Uh, I guess changing of the guard, more or less. A lot of rookies. I mean, it started last year, but I think with that new group coming into this year with a year of experience under their belt, um, I, I think. And it, look, he very well could come out and say, uh, "I'm back. I, I'm not going anywhere." He could also say, "Look, I need a break," and I, I lean a little bit more that way, just because he's been talking about it for a couple years. Like this is going back like three years. He personally told me I forget back in Clyder Studios. Like, yeah, this might be it. But and then over the past couple of years, 
there's always been talk that this might be the last one, this might be the last one, this might be the last, you know, the last year. And if he's going to announce anything on his stream, you know, if he's going to come back, well, then there's nothing really to talk about because, well, he hasn't left yet. So what are you going to announce? I think, you know, it's going to take a break. Well, you know what? We actually have somebody who co-hosts a show with him and who recently defeated him in the FCL. Soundly. Soundly. With the greatest of ease. Um, <laughs> Mr. Aaron Turner. Aaron, what do, you th- what do you think? Do you have any inside baseball for us on this announcement? I wish I did. I wish I could just tell you exactly what he's thinking, but it's it's hard to tell with him sometimes. Like, even when he texts, he will... Like, sometimes he won't text you for, like, a few hours, and then when he texts you, he texts you five times in a row. Um, so it's really – it's kind of hard to nail down. I, I don't know, man. We, he and I don't really talk a lot about the showdown, to be honest. So I don't really – I don't really know what his mindset is. I know that, um, you know, he was frustrated in the match with me because I, I beat his ass. So um, <laughs> how could you not be frustrated when you're lo- – because he, he made several comments about the FCL, which I didn't appreciate. He's like, oh, I it's, didn't lower, it's lower competition, all that kind of stuff. Well, it's lower competition. Whoops your ass. And then – I would just ask all the Schmodown competitor, all the Schmodown fans and Schmodown competitors, is this your king? Is this your king? Because that's what I'm saying. But anyway, um, enough about me. I, I don't know, man. I think like I think maybe oh, Frank's Mama right. Like, <laughs> oh, I think maybe he's just gonna take some time away, like take a break, learn a new hold, fresh uh, paint of coat, coat of paint, and see yeah. where he where he ends up. Well, first of all, I think Aaron Turner just verbally laying the smack down on. One John Roca is time for yet another sound drop because that was the great Scott moment of the week. Can I get a great Scott? Great Scott. Aaron, we got all the bells and whistles over here. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, my God, I love it. It's not hours of me trying to cut something into the show like an idiot. So, oh my gosh, that was a, that was a time. That was a time when we first started, or you first started it. And it was with with Matt Kearns, Evan DeGraff, and myself. Oh man, was that was that first was that first show? And we talked about I think it was it was the Force Bros match and the Jedi Council. I think it was that team that Star Wars team match. And then Matt Atchity was playing. uh, Who am I blanking on? I don't know. He was playing somebody, but none of us could remember or knew. I think that he had previously played in 2015. And so I think I think I remember that being distinctly one of the notes from Christian was like, guys, you got to know that Matt actually played the year before. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. but man, well, that was Frank, a wacky show. And Frank, you being the, like the biggest Matt actually fan there for a minute. Right. Like, I, <laughs> it's just like, what the heck? Yeah, I know. I really was, dropped the ball on that. You, know? you really did. It was it, it was a it was an interesting it was a learning experience. And as we went on and went on and on and on. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to edit stuff anymore. It sucks. So, yeah. And also, I think speaking of Roka, I think he was one of our first guests. Um, I, was he the the first, or was it Ellis? I think Ellis was the first. Yeah, I think Ellis was the first, and then Roka. Ellis did that. this show. Yeah, once upon a time. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been on the show, has he? Since <laughs> Not, I, you we and cold I... called him like a month ago. I think. Oh, we did cold call. That yeah. wasn't a month ago. That was like six months ago. Maybe. I, you know, time <laughs> oh, is what me. is time? I don't know. We only get the best guests, I guess, when I'm around. I mean, <laughs> oh, you are the man. Well, you did actually. You did get. Um, I was an on for this show, Finstock, when he when he the loser when he dropped Makuga. That was that probably was, my favorite. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. And that's moment really when I show. think 
all the attention, or not all the attention, but attention started being drawn to the rundown because mm-hmm. that was, I think, the first time where the character stuff came out of the show and onto the rundown. And you had that, like, it was like a 15, 20 minute interview with Finstock, of all people. Yeah, it was it was very interesting to get him in character to do something like that. And then when I'm cutting it together, um, I'm sitting there like thinking to myself, I, I can't put like half of this in. <laughs> like if I get if I put this in, yeah. like we're going to get kicked off the air. Like we're never going to be able to do this again. Poor Tom is going to get lambasted. Like it's going to be bad. So there's a lot of good stuff on the cutting room floor that's on a USB drive in one of my file boxes somewhere that Ugh. is really interesting. I would man, I would kill to hear that raw interview. I really would. Oh man. Yeah. So Aaron, why don't you take us back though, real quick, before we talk about any matches or the current goings on? Um, take us back to what was the idea behind creating the Schmodown Rundown, and how did it become kind of the official after show? Well, um, I would like to say that like I came up with it and I came up with it all in my own brain. But it really didn't work out that way. I just completely ripped off um, the Schmodown after sh- or the Schmo Schmoville after show. Yeah, just completely ripped it off. But I was like, let's just do one for uh, for the Schmodown. And then I went in like the Facebook group and I was like, hey, does anybody uh, want to like make a podcast about the Schmodown and the going to Zon, like kind of like a sports center? And Frank Janish was like, I'll do it. So uh, got him exactly first. And did y'all know each other? No, 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 not at all. And then. We kind of went from there. We added Matt Kearns and Evan DeGraff recorded this episode. That's it's it's really something. And then um, it kind of went on the cutting room floor. I don't even think it even came out on the channel. No. Um, I don't think you could even find it on the channel. But nope. um, so we did that and then um, talked to Christian. Like Christian sent me a DM on Twitter like a long, like a long time ago, early going to Zon. He's like, hey, can I call you? I was like, wow, that's weird. Um and I was like, yeah, sure. So I gave him my phone number and we talked for like, I don't know, like an hour or something like that about it. He's like, I think what you're doing is really cool. I would like to help you take it to the next level. This is what I think we can do. And I was like, okay, Christian guy I've been listening to for years uh, that I really enjoy and look up to. Thank you for, for doing that. This isn't nerve wracking at all. So <laughs> um, that's kind of how it started. And then we went from there. We got the green light and then, you know, notes. We had some roster changes, of course, like Paul Wolf was in, then he was out, and Brian Davids was in, then he was out, then I was out, and Brad was in, and, you know, psh, things go haywire. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the whole history. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's everything. That's everything <laughs> you need to know. know. That's it. Yeah, I remember um, um, listening to the show and, and, and thinking, first of all, who is this Frank dude? You know, he's got such a thick accent. And then um, – and then uh, next thing you know, I'm on the show as a guest. Because I wasn't and, on that week. I wasn't on. Frank, that's right. Yeah. I was so on. my first time on the rundown, you weren't even here. It was Correct. me, Aaron, and Brian. The and first I just shoot rem- time. Like the, the, and the other time you were on, I wasn't even on either. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's, what I got time we, just didn't, we just didn't tell you after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember, though, doing the first rundown episode with Brian and uh, Aaron. And I remember before and after, I think that we spent most of the time talking about wrestling uh, before and after, if, if memory serves me correct. And I do remember being uh, at ease knowing that it wasn't live and that it was edited show. Because I was like, I know I'm – because I had just gotten into the Schmodown maybe for a few months 
at that time, maybe a year. I don't really know how long it was. I don't really remember at all, to be honest with you. But I didn't know a lot about it right at the time. But um, as we were doing that episode, I remember in, enjoying the discussion about it. And then, Aaron, you left. You took a, a step back, I should say. And then um, I was inserted in. And I remember Frank, I, and Brian did about four weeks of shows together. Right? Yeah. Like and four then, or five weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then it became just Frank and I. Yep. And Chris Clark joined us for a while, who I see is in the chat. Yeah. What's up, Chris? And then, um, you know, he had some responsibilities with like PJ Campbell Network and other things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of been Frank and I ever since. Yeah. Frank, yeah. have we done the most episodes together? I think at this point we have. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. at this point because, yeah, you've been on for since 2017. Have I really? Yeah. Like oh my. mid 20 or like towards the end of 2017 something like that i think it was yeah because it was spectacular too why has it been that long (laughs) yeah because we did remember because we did like with 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 david's we had like that four hour show that covers spectacular yeah yeah it was (laughs) here and there i remember too like we were like two hours in and i I think i said hey guys i need a break yeah can we we come back to this in a couple hours so we actually did we we came back in a couple of hours that was before we went video yeah. Or anything like that. That's when Chris Clark came on. And um, mm-hmm. that first episode we did, video-wise, I thought – now, I don't know what you thought or what you knew. I thought that was just a test and we weren't going to be – that wasn't going to be aired as a video. We were just going to use the audio from it because Chris Clark was still like doing – yeah, Aaron was on it. and um, Oh, yeah. And so – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and But no, it went up as as a video. And I was like – Okay, that didn't look great because we were still like messing well, around. Remember, with, uh, I wasn't even graphics. on. I wasn't even That's on right, the video. You were, you were just a picture. You were in. Oh, yeah. yes, I do remember this. Now. <laughs> like I couldn't get my because vi- I had yeah. the I had the old old MacBook, and I remember going out the next week and ha- and buying a new MacBook just for the purposes. Oh my gosh! Of being able to do the Schmodown right now. Reimbursed. Jeez. Um, I, I didn't. I did. I did uh, check yeah. in the mail. That's what I so heard. So that's <laughs> that's how we got to, to video, and then Chris Clark was with us, and then he had some other stuff to do, and I was like, yeah, I I could do this stuff, and then boy, did that then that turned into a lot more after that, and um, wow, five years later, here we are. Five years? Wow, has it, has it really been that long? There's PLD. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, wrong one. Sexy number. That's Sorry. me. Oh uh, well. <laughs> I what have to doing? let it play. Supercast. Oh, there we okay. go. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. PLD says, that... congrats, guys. Here's the next five. Thank you, PLD. I was doing Super Chat impressions of Booker T last week or the week? Yeah. Oh, were you? I, I was it. because I didn't have the so- I didn't have the drop. And How so... did it sound? Super Chat. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare even try it. <laughs> Let's hear how it's supposed to sound. Super Chat. Super Chat. That's, that's pretty good. There it is. There I see Aaron's is. is much better than you. Okay, whatever. Congrats on five year guys with uh five years, guys. With Roka's announcement coming up, where would you guys rank Roka all time? I'm thinking third right now behind Merle and Mike. Yeah. I mm, that's not bad. Mm. Uh I think I think he's top five. For I sure. He's top five for sure. Uh, he might be four or five. I'm not sure because I'm still going to put Sam Levine in there. He was the first double belt champion. Had he has records, mm. you know. Um, was he? Was is he? he? Was he? Okay. 
because technically, Talk technically, about if, if I know my Schmodown history, Hope Mark do. Ellis won the uh, Ultimate Schmodown tournament, and then that had a belt, well, but it I wasn't mean, it wasn't like a defended belt, no. but it was a belt that they had. It was literally was like all, this. Big. Yes, yes, and he was also a team champion. So I just yeah, always, he was. I, just, I mean, I just always say shit like that. Just yeah, yeah. Like it's a caveat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that might go away. I mean, uh, four or five. I don't know. I, I wouldn't learn. I put him a solid three, and this was like a recent move to three, in my opinion, um, because Mike has just been insane. Yeah. He's been insane, uh, especially with these IG defenses and everything that he's been doing. Um, so, Aaron, where do you put, put him? Uh, well, he's got to be behind me at this point. So whatever I'm ranked, which I assume is like 69. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> so I'd put him at like 70, I think. No, no. in all seriousness, he's like, I mean, he's got to be Mount. He's got to be on the Mount Schmomore, the Mount Rushmore of the Schmodown, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. He's like that foundational piece. I mean, three, four... Three, four, five, somewhere in that area. I mean, as far as it goes, like a, a guy that's been a, a team champion multiple times, the the main champion, yeah, twice, uh, twice one yeah. big, twice, one big matches, had big rivalries, had a friggin' documentary after him. I mean, you got to think this dude's like, you know, three. You know what? I, top you three say all sure. that. I think I'm gonna put him three. I think I am gonna be. Thank I'm, you. I am gonna put him three, and then I'll put Cushing for Levine, then Cushing. Levine and Cushing. Okay, yeah. I can live with start, that. You're gonna, well, you're gonna I, start a dispute. Well, that's the point of this <laughs> show, Aaron. <laughs> what are you disputing, Aaron? No, I'm not disputing. I'm gonna say Frank's gonna cause a lover's quarrel at home. Oh, oh, between between the, between yeah. the future well, Levines. You know, I, 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 I think I do want to put Cushing over Levine, if only because Rachel had an Inner Geekdom Championship, which is a different movie set than singles and teams, where Sam Levine obviously was double champ, but like. Rich was also double, a double champion as well. So I think, yeah, I would go Merle, Kalinowski, Roca, Cushing, Levine. I think that's what I'm going to do. That's now, it. with this Roca announcement, I have to be honest with you. We're all acting like he might be saying he's taking a step away from the game. He might be retiring. I don't know. That's the scuttlebutt online. You know what, Aaron, and you should know this. As long as you watch wrestling, I think we're getting a salmon jacket moment. You know what I mean? I think we're getting a Mark Henry. Right. That's English, what I do. Can you translate? Ang- can you translate? Nope. I think we're getting an angle alert. Angle alert. I think we're getting swerved. So a uh, long time, like what was this, like 10 years ago? John John Cena was in the ring. John Cena, WWE champion. Mark Henry does this speech basically about retiring. He puts his boots in the ring. He's wearing this. He's a big man. He's the world's strongest man. He's wearing a salmon jacket, like a sport coat and he like he's like getting emotional this big big was it in texas i think it may it may have been it might have been he's from texas it might have been in texas he's doing this big like emotional speech and he like shakes john cena's hand john cena like gives him the belt like raises his hand like hooray mark henry's career and then mark henry just like picks john cena up and slams his ass and it was like so out of left field like nobody saw it coming and it was just like whoa like did, did not see that coming. You thought Mark Henry was done because he'd been in the, the business for a long time and then swerve, bro. Super swerve. And you know, he had he was tweeting out, hey, I got a big announcement tonight on Raw. Mm-hmm. Don't miss my announcement tonight. You don't want to miss it. You know, make sure you watch live, this, that, and the third. So I I you know, I'm just I'm at an angle. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I don't know anything. I know nothing. I see nothing. But I'm trying I'm just, to pop a rating. He's trying to pop a rating. 
All right. <laughs> uh, her, I saw him and Christian going at it on Twitter. You know what I mean? A oh, little yeah. bit. A little back and forth. I smell an angle. Joshua Howe's in here. I've listened to this lovely show from the beginning. Aaron's voice has always been super soothing. Facts. Thanks, Frank Tom. has evolved along with the game. Facts. Brad's first et was a whole bunch of energy. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember I was like, if I'm really excited and talk really fast, I might seem like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Works out. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess it works. I, I mean, I, yeah. Good job. You know what? Uh, it's what it, what it, how, how I characterize my style on this show as uh, how Buzz Lightyear, or as Woody described Buzz Lightyear's ability to fly. It's falling with style. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. I don't know if I know what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to do it in the most stylish way possible. Uh, Levine, Cushing, over Roca to me, uh, they say. Mm, here we go. Why don't you tell it, that to him in his live stream? Okay. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. You should. I'm sure yes, that would I get him. Don't. Cannot wait to get Cannot wait to get these texts in a little bit. Like, what are you talking about on that show? Cannot wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> on that show. Um, Aaron. That's, that's you, probably how you would describe it. You said you said that you recently watched the championship match, the singles championship match between Ethan Irwin and Marisol McKee. I watched it as well. I was not here last week. Um, you were not here last week, Aaron. So no, tell me tell me your thoughts and opinions on said championship match well i i looked into it because you know ethan Irwin's always been a good player of course he's been a champion a, I believe, a few times i believe so yeah this, this i mean the guy knows what he's talking about and then you have marisol this person is just like fucking rock i don't know if i could say that but this rocket ship that has just come through here and like every time she's in a match it's just like okay um it's not gonna be too long before she's Holding something, and we just saw it rise and rise and rise. Like it, it all the cards were, or all the stars were aligned. Whatever cliche you want to put into it. Once she, like, once they put that down, like there's. Once I saw her, like, answer the first couple of questions, like, all right, she's got this. Because there's no way after all this, this, this hype machine, like all the stuff. She, there's no way she's gonna lose, and she killed it. She went out there and crushed it, man. Um Frank, so I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to listen last week, yeah. and um, and nor nor did I get the chance to talk about it. Let me ask, um, let me ask you this: the first words spoken by the Ninja Turtles question thing. Um, I saw that that caused some controversy and consternation amongst certain people, um, mainly that. Maybe the question lacked certain clarity, or it was a big swing and a miss by Ethan by not asking for a repeat of the question. Where do you sit on this turtles controversy? First of all, I would I was in the moment watching that match. I was very shocked that while Ethan was trying to get some clarification from from Ken or was it from Christian or Ken? I believe it was about what is they what are they asking? I was surprised that through kind of like all that back and forth that what. I mean, at least watching it back, couldn't really make out what was really being said. And I, I guess he heard enough for him to even just to just guess. But I was surprised he didn't go for a repeat. Just re, you know, 
It's almost tried. He almost tried to get like a free repeat, almost in a sense. Even though I don't think he did that on purpose. He was just like, "Wait, what? Did, what did you? What are you trying to ask?" Uh, I, I thought in that moment he should have asked for a repeat. I don't know if he regrets not asking for a repeat in that moment. Although he did later say um, that he just would have not have known the answer. But then maybe he just then checks on the multiple choice and then guesses from there. Um, and when we had Marisol on, you know, for a good, we had her on for like. 50 minutes. So if you didn't go and listen to that interview with Marisol McKee, we broke down that match, you know, by round, by almost by question, really. And uh, great insight in there. And she said when she heard the question, she knew exactly what they were going for. And that's why she knew the answer, how to steal that, an- how to steal that question. So it, uh, I don't know. It's a tricky thing of, of how you interpret listening to that question because I certainly. I didn't say, I'm not gonna say I knew it was pizza, but I was like, that sounds like they're asking for like it's pizza. And I know Ethan said radical, but um, so I think it's a tough situation that I, at the very least, I would have loved to have seen Ethan just as for a repeat. And then who knows what happens from there? I think that um, either one, if you didn't really know the answer, either one was a good guess, right? Pizza yeah. or radical, yeah. It's, yeah. it's probably going to be one of those. Um, so I, I didn't see a big issue with it. I I just thought it was such a cool moment. You know, um, as Aaron can attest to in professional wrestling and sports entertainment, it's all about moments, right? Like last night on AEW Grand Slam, Dynamite Grand Slam, you got to see Kenny Omega and the American Dragon Brian Danielson tear the house down, and it felt like a big moment. And more so than any spot I'll remember in the match, I'll remember – how the moment made me feel, right? I remember the excitement of seeing those two lock up. It's the same with this. I might not remember any specifics from this match a year from now, right? But I will remember how it made me feel to see Marisol McKee, who was essentially plucked out of obscurity, right? Yeah. Um, not somebody who was a known L.A. local you know, movie reviewer or podcaster, anything like that. A woman who just loved the schmodown had this insane movie knowledge and was able to put it to the test and now defeat back-to-back. Ask her, when did Marisol come in? A year ago? Yeah. Right? Ask her like 18 months ago, at the very beginning of the pandemic, hey, Marisol, you're going to get into the schmodown. You're going to beat Kevin Smith. And then you're going to be Ethan Irwin live in front of a crowd and become the champion. You never, never would have believed that was her trajectory. Um, and to see her find, you know, make that climb and be the first woman to ever hold that title. When Rachel Cushing came so close, Clark Wolf came so close. Um, as Bum Phillips said back in the day regarding the Houston Oilers, last year we tapped on the door. Next year we're going to knock on the door. And the year after that, we're going to knock that son of a gun down, right? <laughs> and that and that is essentially what we saw for for the women in regards to the singles championship. We saw you know Clark Wolf tap on the door. We saw Rachel Cushing knock on the door, and then we saw Marisol finally bust the whole thing down. So it was emotional. It was so cool. I think everything about it felt right. I'm glad that it wasn't digital. Yeah, I'm glad that it was in person. It, it needed to be in person. But now she got to defend against Chance Ellison pretty quickly after winning. 
how do we feel about this, Aaron Turner? Because one thing to win, another to defend. Uh, it's kind of been like the long-lasting thought on this show. Um, how do you feel about her having to turn right around, go to the other side of the country, and battle Chance Ellison? And it's her own stablemate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like your own teammate, essentially. You know, it's not going to be easy. It's like play, it's like playing the Sunday game, then turn around playing the Thursday night game. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, here we go. So... The the thing is, the thing is, like, I know Chance. I know Chance very well. I knew Chance when he was in the fan leagues. Mm-hmm. And if you – Chance used to call himself the Titan. <laughs> Chance, come on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Give me but, uh, but, yeah, he's just, like, even in the fan leagues, I knew he was good. And then when he came to the Schmodown, you know, him and Mike got put together and they won the team titles and they defended those titles, won them multiple times. You know, he's been in these big matches. He's been in the live events. So you got to think, like, is it now his time? And it's it's very interesting because we look, okay, we're talking about Roka's announcement, whatever it can be. Like, let's look at it right now. Like, when I, when I first came in, like, to juxtapose, like, the top dogs were, like, Merle, Roka, Riley, uh, Clark Wolf was on that cusp, Christian was the champion once, like, Mark Ellis. Now, all those people, essentially, with the exception, the exception of Merle, like, they're gone. Like, Rachel's gone. Uh, Jeff Snyder's gone. Like all these people have kind of moved on, and we really are in like this new era of the Schmodown, which is pretty wild to think about it. So, yeah. could could Chance Ellison be the guy to continue to ignite this new flame? I don't know. We'll see. But he's definitely a formidable competitor for Marisol. It's not going to be an easy match at all. You know this this uh, this matchup. Frank? Yeah. Yeah. What I do you think? It. I hear. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this matchup is really interesting because they are faction mates. I think from all their study sessions going back to last year and into this year, I think they know each other pretty well, what they're good at, what they're weak at. Um, I don't know how much either of them held some stuff close to the close to the vest. Maybe, maybe not. I will say, I think me and you, Brad, have been saying on this show for a while, like, chances time is coming, it's coming, it's coming. And Marisol comes out of nowhere last year, makes a name for herself, and then cashes in on that, you know, a couple weeks ago. And now she's right now the singles champion, the first woman to win that title. Um, And Chance has been after this thing for so long, and he's going to get his shot now October 9th in Brooklyn. I think he, I think, as much as I want Marisol to defend as well, I'm also salivating at the the prospect that if chance wins and he has to go and defend that spectacular against whoever comes out of this crazy tournament which is it could it could be adam collins again another faction mate it could be dan merle it could be it could be mike kalinowski for all we know like that would just blow my mind but if chance then does defend that belt as spectacular there's nothing more that i want to see than Paulo Yama cash in his shot at Spectacular and take on Chance oh. right there. And because they came into this league at the same time, Paul beat him early on in their career. I think it would be a great moment um, because those guys, along with Marisol, along with Adam Collins, along with you know the Robert Parkers, Amaru Moses, they are the future of this league. And Aaron talked about we're kind of in this transitional phase where all these other – legends who helped make the game what they what it is today they're they're starting to move on jeff snyder we'll we'll see what roca says you know i mean damarill's still here which is great mark riley's still here which is great um but you know 
Clark Wolf, Rachel Cushing, Sam Levine, um, not playing anymore, right? So, and they're still in like the peripheral, but they're not playing. And I think it would be, um, I think this year is going to show as we get towards more towards spectacular that this new crop of players, um, like we've been saying, the future we got to you know build for the future. I mean, I think the future is going to be here by the end of the year, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. The future is definitely uh, here. And I think that Chance, I remember saying it on, a sta- on the stage in Brooklyn. I've talked about it a lot, that he was going to be a champion that year. He became a champion. I think there's a strong shot that if he plays like he's been playing, Chance could conceivably become the champion again. Um, we are celebrating five years. Of course, Aaron Turner has been our guest to talk about this. Uh, Aaron, yeah, I know that you have to get out of here momentarily. So talk to me, though, man. Um, we've talked kind of about the origins of the Schmodown, but where, um, where, twofold, twofold question. One, what's, what's going on in Aaron Turner's world that we can watch, support, and listen to? And second, where do you want to see the Schmodown in the next five years? Uh, you can, I mean, you can follow everything I do on my Twitter at only Aaron Turner. Uh, John Roca and I have a wrestling podcast for now called Strong Style. Um, <laughs> it's it's every Saturday at 12 p.m. PST or 3 p.m. Eastern time, like most people like to do. I don't know about you West Coasters, what the heck? Um, so we talk about wrestling and, and argue a lot, um, and that's pretty much all I got going on. I uh, bought a new house. I'm living in it. It's great. Um, hey, congrats, 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 congrats. So doing that thing and then, you know, just calling out calling out Christian Harloff. He's afraid of me pretty much. Oh. Um, that's about it. So I yeah. want to see that. That I do want to see. We got I do that. too. I do too. <laughs> I called him out. He said, Oh, tell tell him I'm retired. It's like, yeah, you're afraid. Is How can you be retired if you've never even played a match? How can you exactly. be retired? You never he's played a, 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 a wrestling trivia match because he's because he's afraid. He's afraid. He, um, and he should answer, be. <laughs> as, yeah, absolutely. And the second your uh, your second question there, like the showdown for a long time, like I didn't know where it was going to go. I said, "What is what is the um, what's the destination for this? Like, is it YouTube? Is it like an eventual show on television? What is it?" And it's kind of like we've seen during the pandemic, we've seen so many things just kind of sprout up on, I I swear I spend more time watching YouTube and like channels and different content that people create more than I do anything else. Like any other regular TV, Netflix, Hulu, because I'm just so interested in what people are doing. And I think that's where the Schmodown can live. It's a different landscape than what YouTube used to be. It's, it's totally different. It's essentially cable now. Like you can just get lost and lost in it. And, what eventually happens is going to happen is somebody's going to look at this and they're going to go, Hey, I like movie trivia or they need to brush up before they go to B dubs and play some trivia. So they were like, Oh, let me see if I can uh, catch some movie trivia and they'll get on the showdown. Then they'll see, Oh, this is like wrestling style presentation. Okay. That's cool. And then they'll get in a playlist and just keep going and going and going. And they'll tell a friend about it. Like that's how it's going to grow. That's the way it's going to, it's going to be like, if it has to live on YouTube, great because YouTube grows you know, every single day something's different on YouTube. So if that's the way it has to be, that, that that'll be great. If it gets some kind of TV deal, regional, whatever, uh, if the Twitch explodes and that gets big, I mean, the sky is the limit for this. It really is. And with Skybound on board now, so that's already a big thing. Who knows who's next, man? Like, who knows? Who knows indeed? Well, the Titan, the man, the legend killer, 
Thank you for joining us to celebrate these five years here on the Schmodown Rundown. And uh, congratulations to you on your new home and on all accomplishments in the life of A.T. the Titan. Well, I got one more thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. If you want to own a piece of Schmodown Rundown history, I recently got a new microphone. So that means my old one is for sale. So you can go to my eBay store. And uh, you can buy the original Schmodown Rundown microphone. It's a blue snowball. It's white. It works. It works great. Um, I just don't use it anymore. I got a different mic. So I'll autograph it for you. You just go to my eBay store. We'll cut a deal. What's the list price? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, a piece, it's a piece of history. I'm not going to let it go for you know a cheap amount. But, it's not but pennies we could, on the dollar. Okay. But we could talk about it. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Well, uh, right. Again, Aaron Turner, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, we appreciate Aaron. you for your time and your dedication to the rundown. Also, also, real quick oh. before Aaron leaves, I have, I have you to blame for all of the stuff that I'm now involved in with the Schmodown. If it wasn't for your idea, I, w- I would not be sitting here, probably. Probably. Okay, so, so cut me a so. check. <laughs> all right, get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> great Aaron right. Turner. Aaron, Love you guys. It, Take right, care. You too, my brother. See you. Be easy. Um, there, uh, there he goes. Let's it, take him out. Let's oh, take him out. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Woo! There, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Okay. Um, I, you know, I started to say be easy a lot, and I really don't even know what that means. Be easy. I'd be like, all right, be easy, brother. I mean, just like. You've heard that before, right? I don't know, maybe. Have I ever made that up? Did I make it up? Maybe. I, you make up a lot of stuff. I do. <laughs> Trust me. Trust yeah. me. Um, let's talk about the two matches from this week. Yeah. Um, we'll start with the Star Wars match. Of course, uh, you said Nikki DeMolanta survives the Arsenal. Ross from nowhere. Ross Arsenal. Yeah. Look, man, this match obviously had me on the edge of my seat because I'm very pro. Excuse me. Yay. I'm very. I'm very. <laughs> whoa. Hi. Uh, I'm very pro Ross, uh, especially you know him coming from the FCL. I appreciated them highlighting the FCL in this episode. I said it on here, and I still believe that Ross will be a Star Wars champion. He um, obviously had one blind spot with Cloud Riders. Yeah, um, um, that was his downfall. But what a match this was between he and Nikki. And I really, really thought going into that final round, Ross had it in the bag. I really did. I mean, especially with steel opportunities, he came up in that second round, really looked like he was going to drive it home. And just that five, I knew he wasn't batemaning it, right? Yeah, like I yeah. knew he wasn't playing it up for effect because that's just not his style. And when he, when Nikki won, I was, pr- I was happy for her. But, uh, man, if you look at the, uh, the accuracy rating there, they were a percentage point difference. Ross was... 90%. Nikki was 89. Yeah. Um, the PPE is a little bit different, but man, this was a great Star Wars matches. They typically all are comp- competition wise. You know, first, I'll, first I'll say Ross definitely did the FCL proud here. Um, he killed it through those, through those first two, first two rounds. He was up 20 to 17 at the end of those first two rounds. And yeah, he was in uh prime position to take this match and, and that's saying something because Nikki played really well. She played really well. I mean, obviously, that, that steal opportunity there hurts. And when you have that happen in the Star Wars division like, like this one is, 
uh, that can be to your detriment, and and, and that certainly added to it. Um, she kind of had a little bit of a, a in contrasting to Ross's second round, she kind of had a bit of a rougher second round, which isn't really to say that it was rough. It was just less than what Ross was able to do. And so you compound those two things, and that's how he gets a three-point lead because they were perfect in that first round both together. They both missed that solo bonus question, uh, Star Wars The Solo Story uh, bonus question, and that was that would be um, you know a harbinger for later on for Ross with his five-pointer. And Nikki, man... She's good. She knows her stuff. I think she's very confident in what she knows. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of sitting with the question and, you know, is it this or is it that? It was, here's the question. Okay, here's the answer. Very just, as a matter of fact, and very um, on point. And what's the question? Okay, here's your answer. And it, it, was, it wasn't one of these. I didn't feel like she's rushing either. It doesn't feel like that. It just seems like, okay, that's what you asked me? Here's the answer. And it's really just as plain as that. And it's it's pretty impressive. But Ross was also very impressive. I felt like he was a little bit more methodical. I felt like you could totally... I'm not... It's hard to say, but I guess I felt like he definitely came from the school of Thomas Harper and the way he approached this match. Um, and, and and it showed, and it paid in dividends. Unfortunately, that five-pointer, it he just got one of those that was not in his wheelhouse, and it caught him and uh, cost him the W, and it, it was it was tough to see because I'm like, damn, he played really well, and and I thought I thought he was going to do it, and the fives normally dictate what kind of happens in these types of matches, and it did here today, or that day. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, and um, Ross, I think, is going to be great. Again, Thomas Harper said he wouldn't have been the champion of the league if it wasn't for Ross Arsenal, um, so Ross is going to be fine. Uh, I think that it sucks that he lost his debut. Yeah, um, it does. It, does it set him back slightly? Sure, but as good of a match that was, it's not like he's not going to be a top tier player come next season. I, I guess that we won't see him again. Right. This is this is it. this is really the path to spectacular to face Thomas Harper. When you look at the bracket here, uh, smaller bracket, you know, Nikki Damilanta over Ross, and she awaits <laughs> the winner. Of Molly either Damon. Alex or Molly Damon. So we will have a Demolanta Damon match again this year. Will it be against Alex? Will it be against Molly? And then we will have a Demolanta or a Damon in the finals of this tournament. And you look at that right side of the bracket, Laura Kelly going up against Eric Whiteley. Scrimshaw versus Go Leader. Holy hell. Oh, man. Um, look, there's a there's like four different versions of this bracket and one of them had goal leader versus Laura Kelly in the first round. That was a matchup I was salivating at. And as much as I love Scrimshaw and love Whiteley and what he can become in this league, I would love to see goal leader and Laura Kelly in the semifinal of this, of this truncated tournament. And I would love to see Laura Kelly beat goal leader. I would love to see Laura Kelly take on Nikki DiMolanta in a final. Oh. I mean, could you like, how amazing then, would that be? And then Laura Kelly, you know, going to face Thomas Harper or Nikki DiMolanta. I mean, that's spectacular. Um, there's a lot of good match, tough but great matchups coming up in this in this tournament. It's just going to be an absolute slugfest. And this this was if this was a sign of things to come. I mean, we might. Who knows what happens uh, with any of these matches now. Uh, I I will be happy if if any of those people win the tournament, right? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, really. That's like the great thing about win, this division. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I will say this: watching 
the Star Wars match today, and I know we've talked about this before, but it just was another reminder of I'm watching it and I'm thinking, did I see the same movies these people did? <laughs> <laughs> there were some crazy, crazy questions in this thing. I'm like, man. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I saw the same movie that y'all saw. Yeah. So um, congratulations again to everybody over there. Um, uh, over there, I mean, in the Demolanta household for Demi. Yeah. Uh, uh, Demolanta. Um, this singles match, though, because I do want to talk about it, and I do want to wrap up here close to the top of the hour so we can give sure. respect to Roca and yeah. allow our audience to filter over and watch what he's got going on. Again, John Roca on his channel is going to have a big Schmodown-related announcement. We don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited to see it. Um, or maybe I'm not excited. I don't know. But the um, Mike the Killer Kalinowski is one of the best damn movie trivia showdown players of all time. He's 1A, 1B, still in my opinion. If you want to say it's 1 and 2, you can say it's 1 and 2. That's basically what A and B is. What's the first letter of the alphabet? 1. What's the second letter? B. But what is the first number on the number line? 1? What? 0. 1. No, 0 is not a number. 0 is the absence of a number. That's all I guess. Bam! Just schooled you, Doesn't son. matter. Doesn't How matter. Feel? Doesn't How matter because that still means Mike's number two. No, no. It means they share a position of number one 50-50. That can't happen. So you want me to say like one one and one one two? No, I just want you to say number one is Merle, number two is Kalinowski. It's not that hard. Well, if it were true, I would say that. Okay. Um, but this match I was looking forward to against Cobra Kai's Paul Walter Hauser. The Stingray. The Stingray himself. Um, Paul Walter Hauser, as Snoop Dogg said, and that's realer than real deal, Holyfield. <laughs> right? Yeah. He is He is definitely the real deal. Uh, he has got a great Schmodown mind. Um, but I think that, um, I think that, again, this, uh, this thing with, with him and Mike was so excellent especially the perfect first round. And I mean, go walk me through it. What did you think of this? I mean, this Mike firmly proved that he is the second best player of all time coming into this match because look, it's, it's no secret. It's no like this is I'm not telling the Schmodown community at large anything they don't already know. Mike Kalinowski has has made his mark in intergeekdom in teams and singles has been the one that's been not as um, productive as those other two divisions are for him, right? And he had a loss against Perry Lasher in the first round of the tournament. That there, that that does leave a bit of a stain, okay? And, and I think he knows that because he's brought it up. He brought it up. It was in the promo, and he brought it up. Um, and he knows that, that that does leave a bit of a mark. And this matchup against Paul Walter Hauser... Looked very impressive against Josh Horowitz. I think he had an actually rate of like 93% in that match against Horowitz. Uh, very close match, very tight match. Great match by both of those. You know, Horowitz just edged out Paul Walter Hauser. But Mike knew that this was a big deal. This is no, he's no slouch. He's no rookie. I mean, he's got Sam Levine in his corner. He saw, Mike is, saw how Paul Walter Hauser played and knows that he's going to be in for a fight. And they duked it out in that first round. Um, Nine to eight 
in that first round. Polter, they both go perfect, but Mike misses the bonus. And, you know, I was like, it's on. It's on from here. If Mike has those types of first rounds, which he is capable of doing, I, I mean, I say that all the time, you just don't know when it's it's going to strike for him. And great timing here because he really needed that that those eight points to keep pace with with um, with Hauser here, and when you get into that second round, and look, I don't know about you, but when I saw this spin for Polter Hauser, I thought it it was a smidge, a tidge on directors, and Andrew oh, Guy said the same thing, and Christian I think said it was on the line. I saw and, it on the line. And see, this is where is the dress gold or is it blue? Whatever you know, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And I still even saw in the live chat. People were like, "Ah, oh, I think it's." And look, if you think it's on the line, and the rule is go to the right, it goes to the right. All right, fine. But I think if there's any discrepancy, you could spin again. I didn't have a problem with it, really. Um, I th- I don't know what happened behind the scenes if it was a whole ruckus or whatnot. But whatever the case may be, they gave him spinners. And he goes wrestlers in film, and it looks like he was running away with this thing the first three questions, two, four, six points in that second round. And then he misses on a multiple choice, and Mike's able to steal. And it was kind of like an inner geek to Mitch type of question. It's about uh, Mad, Mad Max, Max right? Well. So it was like, well, good thing he went to multiple choice because if he, you know, wanted to go for two and just go for it, well, then it would have been a much more interesting uh, ending to this to, to this match. Um, but Mike gets that one point steal, essentially getting back that one point steal that that Hauser got off of Kalinowski, and so it's still sixteen to fourteen in favor of Polter Hauser. And I go, man, I don't know if Mike's be able to pull it out because Paul Walter Hauser is that good that he can he can easily hit his two, three, and five. I can totally envision that. But these fives have been very squirrely this entire year, and Polter Hauser just he I think he had a very guessable five-pointer with the Steven Soderbergh, Julie Roberts, you know, that that duo. And I think if he was, if you're able to recall more of that their shared filmography, he could probably get that question, but it just wasn't there for him. It just happened to fall in a blind spot for him. All I can think about was Aaron Brockovich. I thought his guess for Ocean's 12 was like, he, he for sure it knew was it was Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. I thought it was a great guess to just throw out Ocean's 12 because she is in that. Um, and she, and she and there is and like she a plays thing. she plays Julia Roberts. Plays Julia Roberts, so it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the best guess he's got because he can't think of anything else. But, um, but Mike Kalinowski, two, three, and five in his five, incredible pool. And he is in such a tremendous spot there because he's got the weight on him now. Because in a matter of seconds, it's like everything everyone was saying about Mike's singles career isn't you know, what it should be for the second greatest player of all time and all that. All that was about to come raining down on him if he was able to pull out the Peter Cushing. And he was able to get there uh, in one of the best pulls of the year by far. Um, what a great moment. You know, when it was I talk a about great moments, moment. Great moment. And he earned, he, right there and then, he earned that victory. Um, it was it was great. It was a great conclusion to the match. Frankenstein or Frankenstein? How do you say it? Well, it's it's Frankenstein, but if you watch Young Frankenstein, it's Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. It's and I like funny. saying Frankenstein. I like Frankenstein. I, I like Frank. I like Frankenstein. Um, we have one more. Oh, almost did it again. Super chat. 
That is from Ronnie B. Good. He says, congrats on a great five years. Long may continue. Appreciate hey. you, Ronnie B. Good. Um, again, we're, we're about to wrap up here just in, in respect for John the Outlaw Roca. Of course, he's about to make a big Schmodown-related announcement on the Outlaw Nation channel. Um, again, while Aaron was signing off, I went to go look, go look uh, at uh, – right after Aaron signed off, I went to go look on Twitter. I just wanted to see – this little back and forth between Christian and uh, and John. Yeah, it it it, it it's a little it's a little uh, uncomfortable. To be honest, to be honest <laughs> is it really? You. So we it's, don't think this is an angle. Is what I, you're saying it's a little uncomfortable. It doesn't, it doesn't read as an angle, huh? It doesn't read as something that I would uh, want out on Twitter with somebody well, who I've had like a relationship with, and um, you know, outlaw saying I'm going to be the outlaw on my show. You can't tell me what to do on my show. Um, this is interesting. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a that seems like a business conversation. It seems like something that you should do, and like in yeah. all seriousness, it seems like something you should do, like maybe not online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, we'll see what John says, and uh, we'll take it from there. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Here on the Schmodown Rundown. Next week, Frank, why don't the people know where they can find you and follow you? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. And Cantina this weekend, if you got tickets, yeah, tickets, Frankenstein and tickets, uh, you know, Kalinowski and, uh, and Amaru going down. Yeah. It's big. So you're going to want to see that. If you don't got tickets, if you don't got tickets, go get some tickets at theshowdownlive.com. Is Peter Cushing credited as the actor in Rogue One? Good question. I think his estate is. I don't know if it's actually him. I think it's just his estate is credited. Grand Moff Tarkin. The estate of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Good question. We'll look into it. Yeah. You can follow me on social media at Brad Gilmore, and we will be back here next week, same time, same place, with the Schmodown Rundown, the only show that matters. We'll see y'all then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.